Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed. I am Joseph Scrimshaw. And I am Quill. I can speak. <laughs> and we are here to speak, to speak to you about The Mandalorian. This is The Mandalorian Report, and we are going to dive in to Chapter 7, The Reckoning. The Reckoning. <laughs> the Reckoning of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, no, that's, that's not quite the name of the song, but it could be. 
Not get me started. One of my favorite songs when I was thirteen. <laughs> you sat in your Regiment room and just lives like down on the chip to the tragedy. Down, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I know a lot about that wreck in real life too. I've studied it. Gordon Lightfoot, everybody, welcome Gordon to the show. Lightfoot, it's a it's a fascinating tragedy. If you're into that kind of thing, into cargo ship tragedy. <laughs> Anyway, we're not here to talk about the big ship sinking in Duluth. We are talking about The Mandalorian, uh, The Reckoning. We've been starting with the titles. Yeah. Because I'm fascinated how they go back and forth being like, The Child. Yep. That's, that's the, the way to, ooh, what's the sin? Uh, how did you feel about The Reckoning? I, you know, I, I, in my mind, I was like, yeah, we, we go through this every week. And last week, I was like, The Prisoner, it's so deep. It means that I think this has has some deep meaning, but I also was just like, yeah, no, this is very Western. It's it's a reckoning coming. Yep. It, it is it is uh, Wyatt Earp said, "You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me." <laughs> I guess like yeah. I, I took it as that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's it, some depth. But, Grief yeah. Karga doesn't actually have this line, but he certainly could. I, I had uh, the vibe of like, "You can't outrun this man, no." <laughs> I mean, he has a similar line, but it has that vibe. But I do think, uh, yeah. at the risk of overanalyzing the title, mm-hmm. I do think it kind of ties into the idea that everyone has things to reckon with. We'll yes. get into this, but like everybody has the like, hey, I'm good where I am. What? The Empire? <laughs> and like, there's mm-hmm. also like, everybody wants Mando to reckon with like, what is your deal with droids, dude? Yeah. Like there's a real pressure on that. So I think it has the literal like, I've been running with this child. I, I yeah. can't run forever. I, I have to reckon with this. Yep. Uh, but I feel like it does have some other just kind of uh, emotional impact. hundred percent. I, I right there with you because I think this episode could also be titled the reprogramming. <laughs> Right. The question of essential nature. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that to me is the big theme. So we'll uh, dive into that. But first, I just want to pull back then and get an overall reaction. Where does this one kind of uh, fit for you in your your tastes of uh, chapters of Mandalorian? What's your big picture reaction? I'll use that phrase. This is my favorite one, though. I'll say this. The Child, episode two, still might be my favorite one. Again, if you're ranking, fine. Rank. Rank away. But... It's how they hit me. And the second one is still like, oh, wow, I'm in a mystical land. Yeah. And my heart is open to something I wasn't expecting. This one was like, okay, this is the, a little bit of the promise of, of the show in the in the literal ads on Disney+. Plus, Right. And we're getting it. And it looked great. It was directed great. And all the pieces came together. Acted great. Come come back to that when it comes to Gene Carano. Just in short, really, really leaned into it this week. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it from a couple different perspectives. I feel like this is the, you know, penultimate episode. So it is giving us this picture of what is the shape of this season. Mm-hmm. And now it is feeling very purposeful that we did take the time to meet all these other characters mm-hmm. in the middle. And that we took time for Mando to try to run away. Yes. I feel like that's my solution. Leave, uh, and now he's going to have to deal with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Gives a little bit more shape, I think. When people rewatch the season, it won't feel like, "Why am I watching this episode of the week?" Which we've been debating about. Whether yeah, they'll they'll bring it home, so it feels like this structure had a purpose. Three episodes of of the national Star Wars conversation about <laughs> what what kind of show is this now? Yeah, the, the the word filler. I think, as always, I hate using that word because you just have to have patience to see where it's all going, and we learned a lot. The last weeks, particularly, he is free of his past and now gets to go forth and reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think th- uh, the other thing I liked about this one is that it had its uh, felt like it's had its foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. Like it was obviously getting back to the the main point, yeah. uh, but also just lots of stuff actually happened in, yeah. in terms of like Star Wars being a little bit of an adventure serial. Uh, it, it was one narrative, but lots of 
very fun, very different scenes, kind of one after the other, mm-hmm. uh, changing tone, but all adding up to the same thing. Big action, a lot of tension, space dragons. Yep. Like it was, it was strange all strange animals. <laughs> yeah, weird grizzled lava goats. Uh, and then <laughs> my my favorite of this is you know when the cast was announced, uh, we, we got so excited here at Four Centers fans fans of grizzled weirdos. Yeah, uh, how many grizzled weirdos? And, and there's been a little fewer grizzled mm-hmm. weirdos, and this was a grizzled weirdo bonanza. And my goodness, the amount of absolutely bizarre lines. I was like, I got to write down my favorite weird thing that grief said. I got to write down my favorite weird thing that the client said. It's almost everything that they say. There's so, and and then Quill. I mean, Quill. Yeah. uh, There's so many great moments in lines that can only come from that kind of Mm -hmm. strange character actor in a space Western. Yeah. Cause, cause even grief spoke, I won't say differently, but you got to hear him a lot of grief this time versus just in a booth go Mando. Now you got to hear Carl Weathers really lean into how he spoke in a really different way and it, and it hit more. And, and Nick Nolte doing the voice of, of Quill is it's, 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 he's become my favorite character in the show and I was glad to, you know, it was a tough episode, <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, spoilers, I, by the way. Yeah. Spoilers. spoilers. Always, this is full spoilers. Full spoilers. I, I, I know we're really going to get to it, but you mentioned it and I thought of you. <laughs> when this line, I was like, and I wrote it down too. And I was like, this is, I think Joseph needs this on the wall. Can I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? Maybe the greatest line in Star Wars, the greatest delivery ever. I have it written down as my favorite line. <laughs> it's and, uh, amazing. Yeah. You know, I'll just spoil the end of the podcast. That, that That's the, the weird question that I want us to ask. Sorry. No, there's no, it's not you. It's not you. It's exactly true. They say so many weird things in yeah. that one just shown so bright. It was amazing. I mean, Warner Herzog. <laughs> Werner Herzog. I just, the way, the way it just, it takes a long time to come up. Can I offer you libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? Of what? What? It is, yeah, it's it's strange that it's the second to last episode and these characters are coming into focus a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it, the client is almost like this weird take on Dracula. Like, Dracula's mm-hmm. the classic gentleman monster. Yeah who you know is a bad, monstrous, right, unnatural being, but is always like, would you like a little of this? Would you like a little of that? I wear a yeah. cape. I'm, I'm a gentleman. And that, that's that, that line had that whole, like, very weird, and almost like yeah. James Bond villain, too. Yeah. Like, before I kill you, Mr. Bond, would you like a cocktail to celebrate <laughs> our shared narrative? <laughs> Best. <laughs> but, it also, Best. It, but it also actually does support mm-hmm. that idea of the reckoning of, mm-hmm. Our story together is coming to an end. Yeah. Which is actually a weird thing that uh, yeah. a person at the Apple store said to me once uh, when they finished <laughs> working on my phone. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you, uh, did the Apple store help me uh, load the my actual old phone info on my new phone? And uh, the little bearded punk working at the <laughs> Apple store said, our journey together has come to an end. It's like, <laughs> Didn't even offer me a drink like the client. But yeah, oh my God. One one of my very favorite lines. Uh, Let's jump into some of the favorite things. Uh, Mm. Big picture and then also small things like that. uh, Best line ever. Mm. So for you, what are kind of big picture scenes or ideas even that that spoke to you the most i'll tell you i'll go this place first and 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 we you know we dive into themes and it'll probably come up there again but i 
was strangely mesmerized by the sequence the first time I watched it, and then watched it again. It was like, yeah, this is the heart of the show, it, it, of this episode. It, it's Queel explaining in detail the IG-11 reprogramming. And the first time I watched it, I'm like, why is he? Oh, oh no, we killed that lizard. Oh, <laughs> And then you're like, he is literally saying the words of of you know uh of 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 the t- the episode going back to the, what, what we yeah. think I, I had it written down here uh neutral re- uh reflections of those who imprint them yeah and then uh, the reinforcing with patience and affirmation that one in the big line that I, I, reconstruction was quite difficult but not impossible it had to learn everything from scratch this is something that cannot be taught with the twist of a spanner goes on to what you said the, the, the development takes patience and affirmation and i'm like this has been the show so far yeah it's the heart of the show yeah and i loved it it was poetry to me and that's why i really tie it back just as much as all the action and stormtroopers and the very clean 501st members showing up on set um (laughs) the the, back to episode two which i thought was a poem you know yeah so i love that sequence I, i i totally agree because this is something that uh i threw out there as a prediction really early on of like well how are they gonna bring ig11 back in Quill mm. seems like the kind of guy who'd go yeah. and grab him and say this droid is you know <laughs> perfectly good i can i yeah. can fix him up uh so so when that answer was coming it's like oh cool that's great and, and mm. we were getting kind of what we wanted in the big picture of like mando has to put a crew together so he goes mm. back to some of these people that he's met yeah. um so it was this enjoyable sequence for me of, oh, good, this feels right. This is making sense is kind of where mm-hmm. I thought and wanted it to go. And then to be delightfully surprised mm. that it wasn't Quill just saying, I put a new brain right. in him. But instead it is this montage yeah. and this uh, humanization of a droid and that Star mm-hmm. Wars theme of everyone deserves respect. Right. And tying the droid in Quill's relationship to the droid to... Mando's relationship with the child mm-hmm. and this this montage to me I think I didn't even fully process it the way you did which is such a a, a great idea that that is a, a theme statement of mm. we can all rebuild ourselves and retrain ourselves but it, it takes yeah. time but it really affected me of Quill basically going Mando would you like to know how to be a parent yeah because it was so human and baby like that like oh it's neural network is trashed which means it doesn't remember how to walk or how much pressure to use on a cup to kind of relate it back to really human things of like Mm. we have to like somebody who's been through a horrific accident yes and needs to relearn their actual body Mm. (laughs) is is yeah it was was deep and it connected to back to my other favorite moment Mm. is the uh both funny and horrific baby Yoda choke. Yes. Which yes. reflects like, oh, well, wh- what has this child been seeing in those mm-hmm. big eyes? That that's, yeah. that's the instinct that you're imprinting on it. Right. In your yeah. attempt to be a good parent. And I think Quill doesn't even necessarily know at that point that he, that's right. what he is lecturing yeah. Mando about, but that's ultimately what he's lecturing him about. It's like, I've treated this droid with kindness. So the, in, in affirmation. Yeah. So that's what how it will treat the galaxy. Mm. And if you do nothing but kill in front of your child, don't be surprised when your child starts killing. killing. <laughs> this, yeah. There was something at the beginning of the sequence when the flashback started too that you know, uh, yes, we love to dig deep on Force Center and I wrote it down because I just I thought it was interesting and I'm not necessarily saying this was a big statement but uh, Quill starts the whole thing of uh when he goes back um 
because it, it was left behind in the wake of your destruction, which yes. was very specific to me of just like, it wasn't like, Hey, the fight you did to win us peace. You know, it wasn't like, not that he's taken, not, not thankful. Obviously he is, but just like your destruction. This is what you did. Yeah. And this is what was left out of your destruction. And it can arise from that. I, I again, a, a smaller piece of a bigger sequence to me, but yeah. I, that's why yeah. just that whole sequence wins. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in and, terms of just like the direction and comedy, like the, I, I, obviously we both felt depth, mm-hmm. but it's so f- awful and funny when IG 11 just drops the crate <laughs> yeah. on the little lizard. And then if you watch Queel, he points at it and shakes his head <laughs> like, don't kill lizards. <laughs> and then the later shot where he shoes yeah. it away with his yes. big robot yeah. foot. Yeah. So I know beautiful. Taika Waititi wasn't inside the droid CGI, but it was, a, I love that very sweet humor in that moment. His spirit of physical comedy yeah. certainly was yeah. and all building up to the big T. Um, yeah. So, so I wanted to ask you about uh, my other favorite thing, which is the baby Yoda choke. Yeah, I I like what you're saying because I I didn't immediately tie it back to the the droid and the, the imprint and what you imprint they're, they're neutral. I mean that's yeah, that's part of I I don't I'm not a parent but you know like you know fathers raise you raise your sons to be better type of idea yeah uh, bigger themes in life uh, that's that 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 moment is that too and, and to connect it to that I I think. You're opening up some some train of thought in my brain. That's what's barfing out a little weird right now. Um, <laughs> other than just the fun of, of the moment, but just, yeah. Uh, and also the connection and the clear connection that we've seen almost from the beginning where Baby Yoda is like, this masked one is protecting me. Yeah. So I <laughs> so will there's protect a lot him. There. Yeah. Yeah. And there. I just think the range of acting that they're mm. getting out of Baby Yoda's little puppet hand. Uh, it's amazing. So great. And seeing mm. it, it's a, it's a great, uh, twist uh mm. literally a twist of his puppet hand but a great emotional twist of mm. you think it's going to be this kind of fun learning moment of oh baby yoda thinks yeah. that they're actually fighting so he's going to reach out and push her arm down ha ha, ha. uh yeah. and then that actual shot of him doing the kind of mm. classic dark side twist without any knowledge of what that is yeah right? just totally innocent that's not we talk a lot about in star wars uh, mm. about choice yeah, that's not him going. I could choose the light or the choose the dark. I choose the dark. It's yeah. what he has been seeing mm-hmm. of violence's safety. It's so funny you mentioned it because yeah, it, it was it was a, a a you know dark side move if you're playing video games. And I I had that reaction of not that oh he's like just said going to the dark side or for a second I was like was he was he raised by the dark side and it, before this who had him before you know was, was yeah. it there or is it just what you just said just like hey again nature this is you know you don't know this is you get to go with how you're programmed so a lot there in that little moment yeah about the imprinting um mm-hmm. we i could list just favorite little lines i like mm-hmm. forever but but uh one that i wanted to shout out is because i thought it was really funny and well delivered was uh uh when the uh, zabrak that mm-hmm. uh defeated had to come in clearly bet on himself and lost <laughs> and put the money down. <laughs> she said, come back soon. She's <laughs> like, I love just kind of yeah. the, the light sarcasm. It's a great, just kind of yeah. funny, tough person line. Mm-hmm. And also just the implication that you, he would actually come back fight her again, <laughs> <Fight> her again. <laughs> and have to end up giving her money. Yeah. She won again. Yeah. 
Love that moment. Uh, love the uh, moment later on when when, when uh, we're going to talk about, I'm sure, about the baby Yoda's healing power, but grief yelling, it's trying to eat me. Because yes. he says earlier, oh, it's a carnivore. He's, grief says that earlier. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Back, it's great. <laughs> and then going into town, I, I thought it was a great choice to have those two biker scouts uh, leaning uh, on their speeder bikes like bored uh, 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 traffic cops, yeah, just like waiting around. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of you touch. when I when I watched that one because uh, you've brought up a lot. I, I love it too, but you brought it up a lot. The uh, the stormtrooper in Rogue One on the transport, who yes. got that crappy job on Mobani and is dirty and just depressed, and it's like <laughs> Ken's gonna love yes. the biker scouts with the lazy body language. Oh yeah, oh it was, it was great. So like it was, yeah, it, it, it's such great. Story storytelling because it mm. does paint this picture of like we're the vestiges of the empire that used to be like a stand up straight you're in a military what if anybody sees you yeah and now they're thugs absolutely i keep calling them the the dirty empire <laughs> yeah the dirty <laughs> empire the sleazy empire yeah, which i you know later on clean one show up and making a joke is a lot of, i think there's a five for first members in it and they're very clean but uh it would make sense that they were <laughs> like yeah. paul's grandfather yeah, like paul's right? grandfather uh yeah I, I loved uh grief in general he had a bunch of funny lines yeah, like yeah. he's trying to eat me in the so this is how it happens <laughs> That was actually the moment that really did clarify it for me because mm. throughout the episode, he's like, okay, well, at the beginning, he's be, he's being a Rick O'Lee level exposition machine, yes. right? Yeah. He's yeah. got kind of some weird turns of phrase. Like really the, does. The town in Ru- has, is now under despotic rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, Cara Dune who calls him out for like, you're so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, that is, it feels like he is a real tough guy mm-hmm. who is also a frustrated theater thespian. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because he, he has these, uh, a bunch of different kind of little rhetorical yep. flourishes. Yeah, I again, yeah, especially that the opening, yeah, you're at the Rick Oli, uh transmission all through it. <laughs> uh, and it's Carl Weathers, but it, was, it, it came off slightly different to me. Um, and then the earlier scenes we've seen him in and not, I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, just like, all right, he's leaning into it as, as the character is not Carl Weathers, just this is on purpose. Uh, so I like that a lot. And, 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 you know, again, he was someone who he goes through some deprogramming or reprogramming in his episode. So, yeah. 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 But I just, I love some of his dramatic lines. I, mm-hmm. I wait your arrival with optimism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, as There's you can see, I'm alive text. too. So I guess we're even like, There's a lot of great uh, (laughs) things we need to work into regular conversation. I'm on the way. I await your arrival with optimism. For a man of honor should not be forced to live in (laughs) exile, says Grief Karga. Uh, uh, Any other uh, faves for you? Uh, As far as... well, there's some stuff in the teams. Um, um, just a good, very good action sequence. Uh, Tugged them hard. I, I do love creatures, and so to, to see some blurgs go down was hard. Uh, hard for me. You know, I don't like no animals getting uh, getting hurt. Even that lizard. I'm like, man. Um, uh, so, but the, the action sequence, the stuff at the end uh, reminded me, you know, we, this show is, is it a samurai, a western, a video game? The end <laughs> sequence I finally get to say this reminded me very much of the final stand in young guns and a bunch of people working together, a team that shouldn't be inside a building surrounded by enemies with guns at them. I'm like, Oh, we got some young guns. action. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) That is great. Um, I want to, I want to talk about it here uh, to make sure that we talk about it because it's a thing that we saw, I think in some trailers somewhere, Mm. uh, the client's speech, Right. Uh, he says a bunch of juicy, weird things, but his speech about how things were better under the empire. 
Yeah. I I think it's kind of been a theme statement for the show of that idea that the New Republic hasn't got out here, so there is room for chaos. Mm -hmm. But how how did you receive his his speech? Did you think that there's any validity to it, or did you feel like this is propaganda from someone who wants control? I I think like... I think, I don't want to say like any good propaganda, but if you're crafting propaganda, you can always grab from something that could easily be viewed as true, right? Right. I call, I call this, and we've mentioned this before, but it's the trains run on time speech for me, and we, we knew it was kind of coming. Delivered perfectly, and, and he needs to deliver that. Because I, I go to the character of Ray Sloan, who is in very much in the Empire and starts the First Order, and she is one, a wonderful character that's very inspirational, and it's like, wow, wow, she's she's a bad guy, so to speak, right? Yeah. The classic sense, she's on the bad team. But really, when you go find where she came from, a city wracked by crime, and she's going to have a point of view that starts, and where you take that point of view is your choice in life. So I thought this is a speech I was waiting for. Yeah. Because, uh, again, in the trailers, uh, since the revolution, not the rebellion, not the resistance, the revolution, I thought it was great, really putting it down. So I, I but going back to what we were talking about last week, how the new republic does have some control, and they are yeah. feared. So stuff's going on. This is five years in, so Mothma and Leia and everyone, are, are we know they're working. So I think it is it is a little bit of perception out there and just speaks to the troubles of trying to set up this new government, and there's going to be some fringe things um, that you got to work with and got to work to improve. And so he's finding the truth in all of that yeah. and blowing it up. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. You know, again, like any good propaganda. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was, it was good propaganda, but it really – affected me because i felt like the like yep it's propaganda mm-hmm. which in, in this case for me was lies mm-hmm. or uh like from a n- manipulated point of view of like yeah of course employment and trade and all these other things you listed were better from right. your point of view as one of the people who had money and power mm-hmm. sure it's not better for the wookies that you had in chains you know i always i always say um Moments like these, this is a, a, a kind of we kind of knew this was coming to the show because this speech was in the trailers. If you want to know why Joseph and I and a lot of a lot of folks out there love Solo, this is I want to insert parts of Solo <laughs> into this scene like a flashback. Right. Well, he's talking YouTube about. Of- yes. Yes. There you go. Like, oh, trade and everything. Yes. Just what you said. And enslavement of the Wookiees, enslavement of the galaxy, but also destruction of of industry. Uh, you and I talked during the solo days uh, of of his father didn't necessarily just run off like a scoundrel. He, he got he was an alcoholic. He got his job, his industry got destroyed. The family unit got destroyed. That is what the empire's doing. Yeah, the empire comes into a, a formerly successful industrial planet who made good products and took good pride in it and yeah. paid people decently. And the empire said, "Well, we're just going to take that over and we're yeah. going to not pay you anything." Yeah. Works great for the, uh, <laughs> the client. Well, he's busy having yeah. drinks over shared narratives. <laughs> Didn't work out well for the scrum rats on Corellia. Yes, and yeah. and I get uh, excited. Canon effects and revelations that that that's a lot there. A lot there. Yeah, in that yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll, we will we will mm-hmm. dig into that. Uh, but while while we're here, I just want to share this other favorite line. How quickly he switches from the end of his propaganda speech to the next line. So <laughs> Werner Herzog is saying in, in absolute rapid succession, I see nothing but death and chaos. I would like to see the baby. There's like, there's not even a breath in there, I think. Maybe half a breath. Which leads to one of the best exchanges. It's asleep. 
we will all be quiet. <laughs> yes. And I love that he has to tell Moff Gideon, currently it is sleeping. <laughs> you have my prize. Currently it is sleeping. Oh my oh, God. Just great. Oh, so beautiful. Great. All right. Let's move on to some of the, uh, mm. the canon effects and revelations. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's start with the Mandalore confirmation since that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess uh, we've had a slow, constant confirmation, but I felt Mm. like this was the most clear of, yep, you, you would not back down. So the empire had to put you down. It's great. Uh, I mean, not great. It'll happen to Mandalore, but building on the, what we saw in Rebels, right? So we pick it up, Bo-Katan's come here. She got the sword. She got the duck saber. Emperor, empire, that ain't good. Nope. Let's go get them. Yep. And for them to resist and, and bad things happen. I mean, that's what we thought. That's what we expected. But to get a little more of that uh, confirmation was, was yeah. Again, exciting in a in a long lived Mandalore way. In, in, in a in a horrible way. <laughs> and it also just had that great twist of the knife. Of this situation is very much like what happened to Mandalore. Is there's no yeah. need for it if you yes. would just shut up and do whatever I tell mm-hmm. you to do. There'd be no need for any disagreement. Disagreement. If you had no free will, everything would be swell. Yeah. Um, I I am anxious for. Uh, I, it's been elegant the way they they've uh, mm-hmm. doled it out, but I would like it just what happened. Yeah. Like yeah. a flashback, even a line referencing it. You know, because it, it's a very intriguing part of the story of imperial power to me. Yeah. And this is what Palpatine, why Palpatine was building the Death Star, right? Because yeah. he wanted to just point a giant gun at anybody who disagreed and say you could just not exist would be the other option yeah so clearly he did that to mandalore at some point mm-hmm. in some way but if not with the death star yeah what 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 happened uh, it's really I like really intriguing to me I'm, I'm excited about it mm-hmm. um the uh the arrival of moth gideon and his death troopers yeah so my my big question uh, it was cool to see them we'd see mm-hmm. them in the trailer yeah very happy to see them in canon books, a lot has been made out of death troopers are not just uh, other people in even right. cooler armor. Right. That they are super trained. There's all that stuff in Thrawn treason, Thrawn right? Lot, yeah. About even without all of their armor and their special equipment, they are extra deadly. They are yeah. super <laughs> double plus good stormtroopers. What is the one in that? Waffle or something like that? Yeah, like um, pancake. <laughs> pack and waffle? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> sound like tater tot and like Scooby-Doo or two Muppets yeah, yeah, who would, yeah. uh, <laughs> sit in a balcony and make fun of the show. Uh, yeah, Statler yeah. and Waldorf, the yes. death troopers. Yeah. Um, what did you... It, so, so I find myself wondering, like, are those true death troopers who have survived who are badasses with or without the armor and extra equipment? I... Great, great thought. Great question, because I, I think so in my head, because to my joke about the storm, those stormtroopers are very clean, Moff Gideon still is carried on some flame. We know that uh, most of the Empire is gone. We know the remnants are out in the unknown regions by this point. All that we know, and as canon expands. But the idea that the left behinds, the Terexes, who, you know, from the Poe comic and everything, Still want to carry it on in their own way and have some sort of power. I think the idea that he used this as a oh, there's a vacuum of power. I'm going to put on a cape and and rise up, and he could either train or maybe if he was a regional governor had access to some of these troopers. And I I think it immediately them there 
for me as a r- real deep fan, like you are and li- our listeners are, I was like, oh, he, he is, is someone to be reckoned with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it is not just the dirty stormtroopers. Right. It's not just yeah. the sad little losers. Mm-hmm. This is in a, and it seemed like they were well organized, right? Yes. And efficient and tactical mm-hmm. and he's got, got an awesome ship and yeah, the TIE fighter with the folding wings. So mm-hmm. cool. It's like a T-Tup Camaro or something. There. <laughs> Uh, one of the other canon uh, things that I picked up on is this the great tip of the iceberg Star Wars storytelling discussion of whether or not Baby Yoda is organic or somehow some... Mm-hmm. They didn't use the word clones. Strained case, I thought they uh, said. I thought he said strand cast. Strand cast. Oh, yeah. Kind of taking like the idea of DNA strand yes. and he was like cast from the DNA. I did not write that part down. You, is, you are right. That's what I got, strand no, cast. You're right. And then uh, Quill among all of his revelations about his, his backstory. Yeah. Said, no, 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 I worked the gene farms and I think this one's real. Yeah. What did you make of all that? Did you like hearing new terminology and a new level of awareness of kind of general cloning, cloning, growing organic bean technology? Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that. He said, this one's, uh, what is it? It's evolved. Uh, it's slow. It's evolved. It's ugly. He did. He's great. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, uh, I like that whole thing a lot. I like the revelation. You know, he's this indentured servant, uh, kind way to say it for the empire, but he did earn his freedom at some point. So uh, I liked, oh, I just like this character a lot. I want, I want more. I just want yeah. the Quill, Quill notebook. <sighs> the journals of Quill yeah. is something I'd be in, interested in. Listen to that very slow Nick Nolte audio book. Yeah, because sure. yeah, how far does it go back? You know, how, how long has he had his, had his freedom? I, I think it's, it's been, I think it's been a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might just been the five years after the fall. Maybe, maybe. It's such a big deal about earning his freedom yeah. with his hands. Yes. That, that, that sounds like an interesting story. Cause it's not just, I escaped or mm-hmm. the new Republic freed me. Yeah. He feels responsible that somehow his skill got him out of servitude. I like that because it wasn't, again, that's uh, the idea of he, Endor happens, Battle Jakku happens, and then they're like, all right, I guess you're done. No, it seemed to happen before that, just what yeah. you said. So that's, that's where I'll go with my head cannon. So he could be all the way back. I don't necessarily think he's on Camino, but... Yeah, I mean, he talks uh, about three lifetimes. Yes. That he's worked for three of your three, human lifetimes. So, so he, could be, uh, he, could. he could be a lot of places. Or even after research for, for and after. You know, can yeah. we clone Luke? <laughs> and Quill's got your answer. Yeah. But I feel like since the... I'm really interested to hear the, this storytelling about what is kind of standard knowledge in the galaxy. If, mm-hmm. if the, like, um, this is the headcanon I'm running with right now. Mm-hmm. If Camino is like the premiere, they've been doing it forever. They know their way around a clone, right, <laughs> right. a clone program. So they're almost like Apple, mm. but uh, people in their basement could make a phone. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't yeah. be as mm-hmm. complex or networked or corporate. <laughs> so I like the idea of like, is are, are there individual departments of the empire that was working on like, well, we don't want to deal with the uh, uh, mm. Owens, but we want to make we want ours. So is the empire, mm. is that one of the programs that we heard rattled off by, oh uh, by Jin and yeah. uh, Cassian right uh, in rogue one when they're looking for the, the death star, the stardust plans. Oh, be- um, is that, is that it? Or is there even like, you can almost like I'm all over the place with my analogies, but almost yeah. like getting a a forged driver's license. Yeah, totally. Can you go to a shady person mm-hmm. who's like, yeah, I can, 
I can yeah. grow you a servant and it don't turn out. So <laughs> yeah. Refurbished MacBook we're dealing with yeah, is, yeah. is what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. Uh or a chapel computer uh born a born at a swap meet. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm interested in seeing how they expand the picture of cloning existing in and, the galaxy. And I hope going back to Dr. Pershing, I hope I hope we get some answers. Maybe it's season two. I don't necessarily know if next week we're getting uh a total like uh, reveal, but uh, possibly, but yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna get a ton of these yeah. answers uh, with with the amount that we have left. Yeah, uh, and then of course we get to see Baby Yoda do some force healing. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> is trying to eat me. <laughs> it's a great payoff to the child. Yeah, where he sees that the Mandalorian is cut mm-hmm. and is reaching out. Yeah, and and it's it's great to have that payoff mm-hmm. and it is great to have that contrast between this is probably his nature yeah of he right. just senses pain and it's like can i help yeah in what his nature is is being changed by being around the constant violence mm-hmm. uh beautiful moment exactly pays off because uh, it's like Back in the child, we're like, were, were we going to get that? Was he going to heal? Does uh, does that pow- force power exist? Is something not something we're super familiar with in Star Wars? So loved how it played off. I thought the look too. The look, you know, if some I have been uh, somewhat critical of the look of the show in the past, particularly the last three episodes. This one, this one was uh, great. Also, I'll tell you what the the the, the DP job was shared by both Greg Frazier and, and uh, Baz, the other guy. Hmm. And I think Greg Frazier just shoots shoots it like Rogue One because that's what he did. So I saw a lot of that. Oh, in this okay. episode. But that moment really just, I bought into it. I was there for it. I, I, I just believe Baby Yoda's real. So yeah. I, I really like that sequence. Just just on a surface level. Yeah. Sweet. Touching. Uh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just plays into things so well. Yeah. And uh, the, the, <laughs> nothing can go wrong. <laughs> but it successfully surprised me. Uh, so, uh, those, delightful to be so successfully those poor surprised. Blurgs. Uh, any other kind of new ideas to Canon or uh, reframing them that you saw or wrote down? Uh, I think you got them all. I'm trying to go down a little bit. The, the, I love the, and we're going to talk about it with some themes, but I love the constant referring to Cara Dune as a dropper. Yeah, uh, and just, everybody knows who she is and or, yeah. or what her, her role was. And a little little detail there, you know, I like that. Awesome. I like that kind of stuff. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the theme uh, mm-hmm. because this one is really uh, permeating, I, I felt, and it, it sounds like we're on the same page. It's really a question about what defines our nature mm-hmm. and can we change from, mm-hmm. from what it is. Yeah. So uh, what are all the ways that, what are some of the other ways that you saw that expressed did you feel like it was kind of expressed in every character it was expressed in every character you talked about the opening scene with Cara Dune uh not the fight but uh the conversation of she's like I'm done so I don't want to play soldier I don't want to fight warlords what's the empire all right I'm in so that's her I won't say her nature but her you know a lot of her character of a soldier looking for a place and said earlier was episode four like yeah I was escorting people around I used to drop in and kill and get some real heavy action. So I like that, but I love the constant reference to her tattoo. Not the one on her face, but the one on the arms, which indicates dropper, what she did, she's known, and how that makes other people in this world feel like, oh, you're programmed for that side. Yeah. And she needed to hire that nature, too, 
so as she changes too, and that character grows, and that's some stuff there. I thought it was a great reversal of that too. If everyone's kind of afraid of what we think everyone else's programming is, yeah. And I thought that was I loved it. Just kept coming up, and just even in the cover, don't forget your tattoo. <laughs> she doesn't acknowledge it, and the grief's like, oh, cover up your bars, okay. <laughs> I I expected Quill to throw in, uh, and I have spoken yeah, on, spoken on cover up your tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I, so there was definitely that element to it, and I think I, kind of a sub theme of this was one of the best episodes that was about mm-hmm. a immediately post a war. No one can define themselves without it relating back to the war. Yeah. What happened to your people during the war? Who did you serve during the war? The war. What is the state of the galaxy because of the war? I love that everything is about the war and everybody's identity is tied up in the war. Well, the fact that Kara gets really, when Quill's like, unfortunately I fought for the other side, what? Well, no, I not my choice. And but even after he explains the situation, she's still kind of that. The, his her perception of his programming there is it yeah. won't leave her. Yep, it's even there. It's, it's from all sides. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I liked about Kara, which we got a little bit more clarity, which I was really hoping for, of like, is Mando's like, yeah, but you're you just stopped working for the New Republic, but you're yeah. a veteran, right? Everybody, right? You must be able to. And she's like, I've been other things too. Yeah, and if I step foot on a New Republic mm-hmm. world or ship, I'm in great trouble. Right, which opens up this big can of worms that really relates back to Mando, mm-hmm. and you know what we learned last week that he really did some things he's probably not proud of. Right, of it's one thing for Kara to be somebody who has a grudge against the Empire and, and needs action, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And doesn't know what to do with herself if she's just carting dignitaries around. Right. But then that question of like, well, what did you do that is so awful? Is it just that you were a mercenary and mm-hmm. working outside the guild or, you know, did she do something she really regrets? Mm. And is, is her motivation right now simply, I hate Imperials. Yeah. I double hate warlords. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that's my speciality mm-hmm. is taking out <laughs> Imperial warlords. <laughs> or is it that she is also, you know, trying to clear some of the red from her ledger to, yeah. to steal Black Widow's line from, from Marvel? Yeah. Uh, that's why I do really like this character and really just to, to the point, I think Gina Carano really, this, this is what I wanted. I wanted her to grow into it. She, she is learning the craft of acting as she goes along. I, I, at times think it's, 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 it's painfully obvious. It wasn't this in this week, a couple lines that you know, she dropped a little bit, but you can see her in this character now. Yeah. Getting more of a chance to do it. That fight at the beginning yeah. really solidified her. That home. She was having some joy. Yeah. In fight and there's both Kara like and like Gina taunting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like yeah, and it was great to actually, yeah. yeah, let her use her skills. But man, great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a just there's, there's a lot to this character. I would love to read about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I really and see. I think that we have heard that allegedly she's going to be a big yeah. in season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the baby Yoda thing was was big to me. That idea of is is he a killer or a healer? Mm-hmm. You know, and that he's young and could be either. TBD. Yeah, who's going to imprint on him? And then IG-11, mm-hmm. I think, not only unlocks that mm-hmm. general idea from that great great Quill uh, speech and montage, but how much Mando can't let go of hating, of being afraid. Yeah. And it, just having that, that firm perspective of you can't change. Right, so if he has that from a perspective of droids in general, mm-hmm. IG-11 in specific, what does that mean for himself? I do love the exchange when, when Quill's kind of getting into him on that. And, and he says, so you, have, you haven't seen, you know, I forget the line. I didn't write that one down, but just, you haven't seen droids like I have. You know, you haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I like that. Yeah, it's just that it's it's more than just a funny joke, and more than just separatists fought my family or killed my family. And or it it is what you said. It's just like he's still. It's there. It is his perception of programming, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Want uh, him to grow past it, but I love it. <laughs> and then uh, let's talk just a little bit about Queel's motivation because I like that. Uh, Mando's going around the galaxy. He's he's met a couple of people that he, he thinks are pretty trustworthy and honorable. Mm-hmm. He needs their help. And the only way he can get their help is like, but you could, <laughs> mm-hmm. for Gary, like you could mess up an Imperial. Yeah. And Quill's motivation being, I won't, I, it's not out of anger. I don't want to get back at the Empire. Mm-hmm. But as long as the Empire is still taking people as slaves, which will do this child, mm-hmm. I can't allow that. And that entire system needs to end or we're never free. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that being his motivation? I love it. He wrote, I wrote down that, you know, he says, I will not take payment. I'm not doing this for payment. And that's what he's doing it for. Uh, again, why well, I just love this character. He's, he is truly a, an old West hero, uh, an older old West hero teaching the new one. I love it. It makes a lot of sense, not only just for what he went through, but just for his vision of the future of the galaxy, the vision for his little, his little neck of the woods. He just wanted peace, right? And, and peace isn't just um, always going to be shaking hands and walking away. Sometimes you have to make some big, painful changes, and that's one that he wants changed. And I think he could trust the New Republic to do it. But again, if he's out here in the unknown, not on, on outer rim, and and the rules are a little wonky, and the rules aren't, uh, you know, they're a little up for, you know, you can write your own rules out there in the in the wild. I love that. That's still a motivating factor. He doesn't want that because look what Moff Gideon. Wants to do. Yeah. Quill, Quill, Quill knows this yeah. in, in, in a spiritual sense. Yeah. And yeah. and go goes back to what you tell you. That, that's why it's all Quill talking about programming and why that sequence of IG-11 is the heart of the show and maybe the series is, is, is you, look at this child going to your parenting yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like, this is so, no, I don't want this to happen. I don't want it to be enslaved and I don't want to be used because I don't think it's going to be used for to build sh- spaceships no. with that power. N- no. And he sees it and reacts to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I should have put that in the canon that they had a the little bit more discussion about it, it gets derailed immediately by him yes. being involved in the Empire. But he says, I, mm-hmm. the, your story about the Mudhorn makes more sense now. Yeah. I've heard about things like this in the Empire. Yeah. Which, so with further stories, chapters, and moments, it's going to put some new context to things before. we. You and I had been wondering, talking, discussing does how much does Mandalorian, Mandalorian know about Jedi Force? Yeah. Where's he at? It's kind of steeped in the Mandalorian history because of what they fought and yeah. why they built their armor back in the day. <laughs> it, it, more revelation that maybe he just does not know. Yeah, and that he just described yeah. it, and he knows yeah. that he can do these things, but doesn't know exactly what it is yeah. or what a name to it is. Yeah, yeah, and still, how still, oh man, he has a little canon thing. Still, five years after the fall. With Luke out there doing things, running around with Lor Santeca, whatever, that there's still kind of this like I heard of space wizards. Yeah, I thought that was fun, interesting little wrinkle. Yeah, yeah, it's a, mm. it's a great one, uh, and so, uh, no. yeah, I, I think uh, Quill just really wanting to be a, a good example to Mando. I like without putting a kind of finger on on the nose. He is a character of honor. Yeah. He is what Mando's trying to be. Because even in that yeah. line of like, uh, that he took what was left of IG 11, mm-hmm. that he staked his claim 
Yes. In accordance with the charter of the new republic. (laughs) So like you don't get the sense that he is living in this chaos and death that the client is talking about. Yeah. He is living like, I want to be out here alone in my peaceful valley. And while no one's even watching, I will follow the rules of the current government because I'm a man of honor and you do what is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you work hard and you have patience. You work with your heads. Yeah, you work your, your hands. But, but, but has, a, has a clear moral code that if, if you know, the Empire took over and, and their new chapter included, you know, indentured servitude again, he'd fight against that. Yeah, that you would know, not be honorable. Not be honorable. <laughs> not be honorable. Yes. Uh, so mm. uh, I think we are imprinting on Quill. And uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for more Mandalorian. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back to discuss more of our shared narrative that is The Mandalorian Chapter <laughs> 7. Uh, this episode was directed by Deborah Chow. Uh, people really celebrated the other chapter that she directed. Yeah. This one also seemed like it was a mm-hmm. triumph directorially. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite moments or shots or overall reactions to the directing? Uh, I I like a lot of the, the the way they played out the the final battle, the tension of it. Um, uh, she took her time again going to that Quill IG Eleven sequence. And in Star Wars films and films in general, you got to move a little faster, right? Uh, and this was a great example of I love that we're going to get this storytelling as well. We have got an animated form. And then I thought she just took that script and said, "Here is my core, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my time with this." Yeah. And I really just celebrate that moment there. Overall, just again, shot very well. Her and her DPs work well together, clearly. I I just thought there was a great pacing to this episode that I I felt was sometimes missing from the last three mm-hmm. episode episodes. Uh, great stuff in them. Last one, great too. Uh, Fiona absolutely knows what he's doing. They all know what they're doing, but you know what I mean. I thought so. This is this is the biggest episode yet. Yeah. In terms of just so much going on, and she just took her time with all of it. Yeah, I think Love. it's such a great blend of uh, of action and comedy, and it all worked together really well. Like I loved the way everything was set up and shot, so I could be really surprised by the uh, creatures swooping in mm-hmm. uh, and uh, eating <laughs> off of Grief's arm <laughs> and stealing the grizzled the lava goat that mm-hmm. they ate. Um, yeah, it, uh, the action for me... I, I really like clarity in action mm-hmm. so you can kind of see what's going on in the fight that Kara had was, was great, really mm-hmm. well directed and, and choreographed and all that. There are a couple shots that just really resonated with me and there's, there've been similar ones in uh, the Mandalorian, but really brought the story home. Like that one line that you were talking about in the montage that we, we both liked about mm. Quill saying, you know, I, I went, you know, to your place of devastation. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, but the fact that a shot is you can see some of the, you know, fires and carcasses mm-hmm. uh, at the bottom of the shot. And then he's way up there in silhouette looking yes. down on it. Like I'm really coming from a place of it reminds mm-hmm. you of what it would feel like yourself to just kind of come up over the ridge and look down and go, damn, there's yeah. nothing but carnage here. Yeah. Look at all those corpses and just the, the record of violence here. And the idea of like him. Not scavenging around. I'm sure he's picking up a part or two, but him just like, I need to go down and see it. 
you know, what, what, what part of his honor compelled him to go do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Was he looking for scrap or was he just like, I need yeah. to process what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just a really beautiful horizon shot of, uh, of baby Yoda and Mando and Kara entering mm-hmm. quills. It's, it's just a nice, yep. you know, the sunset and everything, everything with quills. Yeah. Everything was Hut, great house. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then there was one other shot that I really appreciated, which was when at the end, when Quill agrees to take baby Yoda back to the ship, yeah, and turn on the ground safety protocols, whatever those are. Yeah. Uh, there's that yeah. shot of him in the foreground, it, him and Baby Yoda in the foreground, yeah. kind of blurry with yes. the other characters, mm-hmm. three characters walking away, and it has it, it gave you that sense of tension and fate of like, will they right. come together again? Yeah, which sets up this sense of of dread right. for uh, so, something bad is going to happen to one of the or the other of these groups. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first, like the, the self defense mode, whatever I, I immediately like Batman 89 Batmobile. <laughs> kind of yeah. Like it's, uh, and I'm like, I want to see this now. Yeah. Is this uh, is this James Bond's car and tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow never dies in particular yeah. when they're trying to break in. Um, all right. So let's move on to uh, some action figure inspired moments. This yeah. is the one I was waiting for that. I hope they were going to do that. I thought mm-hmm. maybe when John Favreau was like, Hey, you, you like toys? Keep watching. Yeah. There was a straight up Kenner toy on screen. Yeah. It is the nineteen seventy nine Imperial Troop Transporter. Love is that. what delivered all those clean stormtroopers. Yeah, and obviously Filoni dumped that in the Rebels, but to see it in action, live action, so fun. I want the mini rigs to show up at some point. <laughs> yeah. But just like and that fun. weird little design of like, and then you can put your stormtroopers on in the here, side. and then there'll be little <laughs> leg doors that'll open up and they can they can walk out like so just good to see that actually fully happen. realized and, and be scary. Yes. Right. Because it is like, right. Oh, we're all badasses, but we are mm-hmm. outnumbered. Yeah. Outnumbered. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite action figure moments was just seeing uh cartoon in action with that rifle, uh, blasting those, uh, space dragons. Oh uh, yeah. Real. Like we've seen Gina Carano now at her at home with her fighting skills, but to see now the character at home with her and yes, she, I get episode four of the big fight, but that was to me just like really well shot, really just the sound of the gun, everything about it. Loved yeah. It. Yeah, this, yeah. Yeah. The, the big heavy rifle. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think a, a two pack of mm-hmm. uh, Cara Dune tied to uh, mm-hmm. the <laughs> yes, <laughs> with energy cord. I'd buy that. Yeah, um, we've seen it before, but there were so many great shots of Quill on the Blurg mm-hmm. and just the Ugnot on a Blurg with a baby Yoda. I definitely want to buy that. If you go <laughs> take that picture and take it uh, maybe two years ago when you first started hearing, hearing rumors of the show being like an Ugnot. Oh, on a blurg in real life with a baby Yoda. Yep. A what now? <laughs> this is the gritty, realistic Star Wars you've yeah. been waiting for. <laughs> not on a blurg with a baby Yoda. Uh, and then the new TIE fighter. That was that was really cool. Like sometimes yeah. for me, like the, oh, we, we, we need a new trooper. We need mm-hmm. a new TIE fighter can sometimes get to be like, ah, all, all right. Sure. This one was cool. And it, mm-hmm. it added to the sort of sense of, ooh, we were afraid of the client. He's a low-level chump compared yeah. to this guy who's showing up. 
and gone, gone, gone. Uh, yeah, the time, you know, I'm sure maybe in a novel or a comic book or something, you know, or tabletop game, this has existed. But to see it again, it's like the troop transport, to see it in real life, to see it in live action, see it play out, and have this guy come out with this cape. He's got armor. He's got this. He's got, and it's just like he's like, I need to have the coolest Tie Fighter. Yeah. What do I got? I need an elevator too to yeah. get out. I'm not gonna yeah. scramble. I wanted to reach him. Everything it, it was it was just an elegant introduction of this bad car- yeah. of this bad guy. Yeah, and I could definitely see a, a yeah. this this tie fighter with exclusive Moff Gideon action mm-hmm. figure, and you can rise <laughs> him up from that. Giancarlo Esposito finally in a Star Wars toy. <laughs> finally, which is a great segue to our one of our favorite segments: best grizzled weirdo moments. How long was this episode? Thirty five minutes. Yeah, we, we already thirty five minutes. Of- <laughs> We've already an hour on Grizzled Weirdos. It was a, you said Bonanza. It is a a showcase of of Grizzled Weird moments, weirdo moments. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. this is how it happens. That that straight transition from chaos and death. I want to see the baby. <laughs> just everything with winter. So everything. Quill, because every like if you go back, just almost every word he says almost you know hey this is a com link doesn't count but almost every word and sentence he has has such great meaning and, the, and they use this character so well um to, to, to cast you know when nick nolte got cast the voice casting we were you know is he a bartender is he this yeah. or is he that and i think this ended up being better than i could even have expected so yeah. he is he is just my grizzled weirdo all-star of the week <laughs> all right so this is probably the saddest grizzled weirdo moment but let's yeah. let's dive in is our beloved quill dead has he spoken i think he hath spoken his final words Really good reveal on it too. Uh, got Grace and I the first time. He's like, "Oh no!" Yeah, just see yeah. first see Baby Yoda on the right. ground, knowing because oh. we're all protective of Baby Yoda. So we're just like, "What did he, what, what did he do? He drop it? Um, get so close? I, I wanted IG Eleven to come out and be like, my program also includes killing you.' I was there. We go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but that that was really sad. And and part of the you know, the cost of victory or cost of the journey, all those kind of things. I can get behind in, 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 a, in a story. But just, I really love the character. So happy to have him back. Happy that I got the moments that I got with him. Yeah. If this is it. And this was such a great, it, it, I'm not going to assume that he's dead. He looks very dead. His back yes. is smoking. It seemed as though his, <laughs> his ugnite eyes were, yeah. were open and glassy. Right. But I, I feel like they have done a little bit of the Star Wars cliffhanger and the mm-hmm. next episode doesn't pick up exactly the way you right. might think. Um, so I'm going to hold out a tiny bit of hope, but it does feel like because he imparted such yeah. wisdom mm-hmm. that Quill has spoken. It's, it's a it's a new version of, of uh, the mentor uh, of, of a story, the Obi-Wan of the series, whatever you want to do. I do hope, I'll, hope, I'll take 2% hope and put it on a shelf. <laughs> the next week begins with two sets of feet, Ming-Na Wen's and uh, <laughs> Captain, uh, you know, Laser Brain shows up, the new character, and they wake him up. <laughs> they too. wake him yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Captain Laser Brain, yeah. um, played by a famous comedian of some yes, kind. Yes, who knows? Yes. Who Did you knows play who? the Largo in the early 2000s? Oh, You're in John Star Mulaney. Wars. John Mulaney's <laughs> in Star Wars now. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's sad. Uh, so let's talk about some actual predictions for next week as we uh, begin to wrap up. Is there going to be, there is for Stranger Things, there is a hashtag justice for Barb. Right. Is it going to be justice for Queel? Mm-hmm. Do you think those biker scouts, uh, those lazy biker scouts, are going to get back to Moff Gideon with Baby Yoda, or is IG Eleven was teased of like 
he's been programmed mm. and conditioned now to be kind and gentle and helpful. Yeah. But he will protect. I, is he going to come off the ship and wreck havoc? I, I wish that was the case. I think it's, I think, I think they're going to play with our emotions to the point where you think Moff Gideon is going, get, gets this, this kid and, and, and almost leaves. If not leaves, if not, we go into season two, who shot JR, who shot, uh, Mr. Burns and do a whole year of a, like, what's going to happen to baby Yoda, a cliffhanger. Yes. You think there's a possibility of season one ends on a cliffhanger? I think, and not a great one, not a happy one. Yeah, yeah, the you know, yeah. Moff Gideon gets away with the kid, the kid or or yeah. Doctor Pershing shows back up and then you put put a syringe in him. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I I think because I oh and that might come out of the desire to see this particular story go on. That I don't want season two to change dramatically. I still want it to be Mando and a quest and his personal growth. Yeah, <laughs> which which it will be, but but so I don't want you know I don't want this to end with we got the baby great. And we're going to put him off on a farm. He's going to grow up. We'll check in with you in 10 years. Like, no, no, I want it to keep going. Yeah. And then yeah. next year we get, you know, toddler Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a thought. Preteen Yoda. Yeah, I still think that you, they take over a year and when he turns 51, he'll just yes. be like, hello, hello. How are you? Um, I do think for next week that IG 11 is going to kick ass. I think okay. it might be a, they think they're done for. Right. Yeah. And then IG 11 pops like in. That. Right. Last minute, and yeah. I, I think that could be some interesting character things to have uh, Baby Yoda and maybe even Mando himself truly rescued by a droid. Oh, like, I didn't even think about that for him. Right? Oh, big one. <laughs> See, <laughs> kid, when you study the things, it leads you down paths. Doesn't mean we're always right. It nope. just leads you down paths, and that'd be yeah. I feel like we're going to deal with his droid mm-hmm. hate. I mm-hmm. feel like it, in some ways, this episode made me feel like. The final episode this season is just going to be Mando gets some actual therapy for his droid PTSD because it was so brought up constantly of like, and we have, it seems like he is only really able to fully access the thoughts Mm -hmm. or show them to us, the audience Mm -hmm. in this specific scenario around the armor. Right. um, And around the actual armor Hmm. and his reasons for wearing it. And I just feel like they, they set it up so much that we're going to get some little payoff of seeing the full picture of mm-hmm. that flashback right. or of him having to come to terms with it in some way. Yeah. I could see them being like, it's a standoff and he opens up a little bit to yeah. Cara Dune. Mm. Yeah, yeah. About his, his droid it's, issues. Yeah. I like, Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. I think we'll get a big shootout. We'll get all the big action sequences we want, but uh, what does it all mean? And I think uh, there'd be great purpose in that. Yeah. Uh, Fennec Shand will be, I think we'll be back because yep. we, everybody else, as we thought, is wrapping back in. Yep. Uh, so I think Fennec Shand will be back. Do you think the mystery of the boots uh, of who is standing over Fennec Shand will be addressed? It better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in like, give, give it, give it to me. I mean, that would be the weirdest. It would just be the weirdest dangling participle in the world, man. Just right. like, what? Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think so. Yeah. I think for a season to feel complete, it does have to feel like something got resolved. Yeah. And then you can have the, and what's next? And what's next? Yeah, absolutely. Look or, at all the great seasons of TV. Yeah, yeah. And even even this as episodic as it got at times, there's clearly been this over overarching story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, final thing I wanted to talk about in predictions is uh, Moff Gideon. Yeah. So he, I'm, I'm seeing if I mm. wrote it down exactly what he said about the needing. Uh, you may yeah. think you know what you're in possession of, but you do not. It means more to me than you will ever know. That's exactly it. 
so my take on that was that it's about the healing, and that's part of the reason that mm-hmm. that was teased and confirmed. Gotcha. That Baby Yoda has this ability. And I wonder if, if Moff Gideon himself is sick and thinks he can somehow mm. take something of this baby, mm-hmm. or if it is going to tie into any old larger story of sure. keeping various Imperials alive. Is there, you know, right, is right. it going to play into Moff Gideon? The, the theme of protecting children. Does Moff Gideon have some right. ill loved one mm. that he thinks he can cut baby Yoda open and yeah, put yeah. its blood in his child <laughs> and it will live kind of thing. Uh, yeah. We're, we're going somewhere in it. And it makes the most sense to me. Not just like he's got force powers. So like, right. I, I don't want to say like a path to immortality, but just like it, it is a, a nuclear weapon, so to speak, that he wants. But it, so is it, can he harness, can he harness the power? Can he teach this? Can he make this a warrior? I don't think it's about that. When you got Pershing, you got the clonings, you get yeah. the this and this, the gut conversation. So yeah, there's something driving him. Yeah. I, I was thinking the idea of it's a, a, a child, <laughs> sick child. Like it's, yeah. It's, I just got this, so, uh, this utterly creepy vision of like, yeah, yeah. Oh, is the thought uh, we can clone a bunch of them and then they can just right. be like hooked up to mm. anybody who wants to right. live forever allegedly being right. healed mm. you know it's uh yeah some creepy creepy weird stuff but i the more i think about it i think there's got to be the way he says it means more to me than you will ever know right. feels less like a you know classic uh serial yes. villain right Mwahaha, and i shall take over the world it feels more like yeah this means what i need out of it means something to me on an emotional level mm. as well as i'm an imperial and i want to sub- subjugate the galaxy <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think he want he uh, he wants that uh, definitely, I, but I don't view him as yeah, just what you said. I don't view him yet. We'll see uh, as they take over the galaxy. He just wants to get back to what things were and have his position secure. So there's something in that, um, and then the way the way again, you talk about it, this is a great casting, great performer coming in here and really just hitting out of the park with very few lines. Oh God. Yes. It's a lot of, a lot of choices he made in his face as a performer that make you, that make us go, okay, what this, what is this about? This yeah. could just be that ruler ruling the world. I'm Cobra commander. Yeah. Or it could be something deeper. Yeah. And it's star Wars. There's always something deeper. Yeah. I mm. kind of think hope that, you know, we get that revelation. Mm. I, I hope that to give this season shape, that there is something where Mando does just take out moth. Because he's been Moff mm-hmm. Gideon, because he's been the big bad, right, 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 and hanging then, over and leaving him going like, mm, okay, well, what's next? Or maybe even I sure. defeated Moff, but what's someone else got that? away with Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, could be good. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we are going to wrap up as we always do with a weird, fun question inspired by this episode. We got to do it because it is such an amazing, amazing quote. Uh, Ken, is there a time you've wanted to have a drink to celebrate the closing of a shared narrative? I mean, all the time. Right. We did it yesterday at the time of this recording. We, we've we seen a, a motion picture people are excited for. And we had to go all uh, just have a drink uh, after big events or comedy shows. Yeah. Uh, even though it's uh, this is kind of people coming from opposite narratives to have this shared narrative. Just I keep thinking of when I'm, you know, I'm on the road with Mark Ellis doing stand up comedy after the show. Yeah, we'll hang out with the fans. We love that. We'll go to the bar, but we always need to get back to the hotel room. And just have a drink and talk about our shared narrative coming yeah. to an end for that evening. <laughs> so all the time. I love, I do love it. I love that idea. I'm going to, seriously, we need like a needle point 
of this quote <laughs> on Scrimshaw's wall, and oh, I'll, I'll buy one. Yeah, after I, let's yeah, let's fire up Etsy because I do I do <laughs> want it. It's so funny and it's so disingenuous from him, but it is so true in life. Yeah, yeah. I, the immediate thing I went to is yeah. Yesterday after we saw a certain motion picture, yeah, several of us went out and had a drink, and then my wife and I was like, "What should we do now?" Like. Let's have another drink <laughs> at a different bar. <laughs> and then when I think about it, I think, you know, uh, my wife and I don't have a drink every night, but many nights yeah. come home, talk about our day and have a cocktail together. And right. we are closing out the shared narrative of our daily adventure. I think maybe that's the title of the book I, I want you all to release. <laughs> Shared libations. (laughs) Shared libations and shared narratives. Uh, Well, that is it for Mm -hmm. our beloved, most likely fallen quill. Yes. We have spoken.